This is episode nine of the Lawasi Podcast, presented by OK Listen Here Sport Media. I am your host, Austin Haywood, and I'm currently going solo today. Sydney might add some commentary through the course of the podcast. She's currently hanging stuff in the bathroom. Sydney, what are you hanging? I bought some shelves on Amazon. <laughs> they're floating <laughs> shelves, and they're for all my stuff. They're for all her stuff, and she's just so excited. But this is episode nine. Um, I thought this was going to be episode ten last week because I kept saying, oh, next week, episode ten. But no, this is episode nine. Episode ten will be next week. TK is currently not here because TK has, and I'll actually read the text out, um, TK actually accepted a job, and he said, I texted him earlier today, and I was like, are you going to be able to podcast tonight? He said, not tonight. I got accepted for that job, and now I'm having to deal with that, and I have to find a place to live before I start teaching in like a week. So, very quick turnaround for TK. So, he may not be here for episode 10, which is okay because we all... No one love TK and know that, you know, getting a new job can be super busy. But on this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit NCAA football, bowl games. Um, as mentioned last week, what is the return of sponsoring a bowl game? Uh, did a little bit of sports gambling. I'm going to review my teams. I'll let TK save his teams for next week. Uh, and then, of course, we'll get into a little bit of NFL, which we haven't done in a while, a little bit of fantasy football, and I have a, like one or two more topics. And at the very end of wrap, tear it up. <laughs> but at the end of it all, um, Sydney and I get into a little bachelor talk. So if that's what you're into, uh, the last 12 minutes of this podcast is, is just bachelor talk. It is a little random as well. We pre-recorded it, um, and we're just putting that segment at the end of this podcast. But I'm going to get right into it. Uh, with NCAA, so the sponsoring of a bowl game. So, of course, being Gen Z and, you know, not being around in the 80s or the 90s or the 70s or whenever. Uh, what I didn't know is back in, like, 1996, 1997, there were only, like, 18 bowl games. Now, granted, there were less... FBS teams, but at the same time, there were only, I'm trying to do hard math here, so bear with me, 30, 36 teams that would make it to bowl games, and this includes the national championship. And so, unlike today where we see, like, the 40 bowl games going on, you know, bowl games back then used to mean a lot more. But nowadays, it's like, the TK touched up on this last week as well, but... There's so many bowl games because these businesses are they're willing to pay for them. And as I was doing a little bit of digging, um, I figured out that Disney, through ESPN and ABC networks, at least 30 of these bowl games. And so Disney is really kind of running um, college football. And as a matter of fact, they own 13 bowl games. Now, which 13 bowl games those are, I didn't dig that deep into it. But they own 13 bowl games. So just to put that in perspective, 1996, 1997, there were only 18 bowl games, and Disney owns 13 now, currently, today. So that's insane. Uh, five years after the 1997, uh, five seasons after the 1997 season, uh, there were 25, 25 bowl games. And then, of course, today we see the 44 or 40 something, however many we have. I'm not really sure. Um, typically it's been a six and six cutoff, 
But as we see nowadays, we are starting to see some losing teams getting into some bowl games, and I still think it's stupid. Um, losing teams should not have any kind of championship title, whatever, you know, other than a rivalry game. That's the only thing that they should be able to win throughout the season, definitely not a bowl game. So as far as what the return on it is, um, I found out, unless you're sponsoring a New Year's Six Bowl, you're not – gonna get that much of a turn you might break even on it um biggest thing you're gonna get is kind of that exposure so like for example like the duke's mayo bowl like that's a cool bowl to have but like you know other than the two fan bases that are involved in it who's really gonna care about that game and like if you're a mayonnaise person and you eat mayonnaise, if you're from the South, you're using Duke's Mayo. If, if you eat Hellsman, then you're going to where the name implies. It, whatever it is, I don't care. I eat Duke's. Okay, Duke's is the way to go. I just like to point out, I did not even know Duke's was a thing. What did you use before? We always ate, well, I don't like mayonnaise, but we always ate Hellman's. Ugh. But now my parents eat Duke's. Gross. Okay, well, at least they eat Duke's now. But it's like, there's not that much of a return. The bit, the, the most that you're getting, and as someone that does marketing, I understand that it, brand exposure is a thing. But if you're sponsoring something like the Boca Raton Bowl or the Bahamas Bowl or one of these many other bowls that are just there, you know, sponsoring or hosting two teams from lower conferences that don't really mean anything, you're not going to get that much of a, of a return. So... New Year's Six Bowls, if you're going to sponsor anything, uh, go all out. Um, I looked up as well. You, you could pay as low as 300000 to be a presenting sponsor of one of these smaller bowl games. And then depending on how the market is and what the bids are, it can be up to $40 million to be the presenting sponsor of, let's say, the national championship or the semifinals or, or maybe the Rose Bowl or any of these other prestigious, prestigious, there I go again. Not knowing my words. How do you say it? Prestigious? Yeah. yeah. So, unless it's a prestigious bowl game, you're not going to get a return on it. And even still, you might not even break even. Um, and so, that's what I found out about bowl games. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, that's just kind of what I found through a little bit of research on Google. So, with the playoffs being enacted, uh, or the playoffs going on, uh, obviously, Bama, Georgia during the national title game. Uh, I think I mentioned a little bit last week that I put a little bit of money on the Oklahoma-Oregon game. I put 10 bucks, got about 5 bucks back in return. So I had 15 bucks, and I put $15 on Bama to win it all. So if Bama wins it all, there's a $27 payout. So what I'm basically going to do with this, I'm just going to see how far I can take it. Uh, if I can take it, maybe one day I'll be a millionaire through that little 10 bucks from a promo code that I got. Who knows? That'd be nice. Right? <laughs> but, um, no. So, I got Bama winning the national title game because, as mentioned before, you don't bet against Bama. Um, hopefully, it doesn't come back to bite me in the rear end uh, just because I know I know beating a top – beating a top four team twice in one season is a difficult feat to accomplish. And, actually, as I'm speaking, the Tax Act – Texas Bowl is going on between Kansas State and LSU, and LSU is losing. And I actually have not figured out if Coach O is coaching that game. I'm going to figure that out now because it's going to kill me. Is Coach O coaching the bowl game? 
Nope, he is not coaching the ball game. Okay, well, I guess that settles that. I could have Googled that throughout the week. But he is not coaching the ball game, so that might explain why they're currently down by two possessions. Um, where was that going? National title game. So, Georgia-Bama, Georgia-Bama, Georgia-Bama. Where am I going here? Okay, so we have the national title game, and cur- am I reading this right? Evidently, ESPN has given Georgia a 58.2% chance to win this game. Huh. And they have a three-point spread. And, wow. Okay. Even after Bama beat Georgia, they're still giving them the spread. So, I guess a question poses, was the SEC championship game just a fluke game? But... If there's anything that I do know, it's that Bama owns Georgia. They have for the last few years. But you know what? If it comes back to bite me in the rear end this year, I'm actually going to be upset about it because I put all my money towards it. And it's just 15 bucks. But I really did kind of want to carry that into the next season. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Tickets are currently $430. It's the cheapest you can get them. So definitely not going to that game anytime soon. Um, but I want to, I want to sit here and talk about the Bama Cincinnati game for a second, because I think Cincinnati losing the way that they did, I think it just ruined any chance for any group of five team to be in a top four spot like ever again, because they got smacked. It wasn't even close. Um, there was no reason for, for Cincinnati to be in there and, it should have been another Power 5 team. I mean, you probably could have put Ohio State in there, and it would have been a better game. Um, but shout-out to Cincinnati. Don't want to take anything away from their season. But, yeah, there, there's no chance for a group of five team to make it to the playoffs ever again after that performance. So, moving on, kind of moving through this quickly. This is going to be a shorter episode since I don't have TK to comment and me to respond, and I'm just kind of bang, 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 bang. But my teams, I do want to go over all of my teams, and I'm going to save Brevard for whenever TK is back because we have good commentary about Brevard. Um, I actually did reach out to some people in Brevard's athletic department. They have not gotten back to me yet, but it was like yesterday. So uh, hopefully they get back to me at some point. Hopefully we'll get a little bit of inf- information on their program. Uh, Brevard. Did go six and four on the season last season, six and two in the USA South Conference, and finished third. And three of the games that they played, uh, they allowed the other team to score nothing. So Brevard College, pretty good. Glad we picked them to be our D three team. Moving on to my Division two team, Fayetteville State. They went 8-2 in the Central Intercollegiate Athletic Association, and I'm going to say the CIAA. Uh, They came first in the Southern Division and then eventually lost to Bowie State, who Lenore Ryan lost to in the playoffs uh, in their conference championship. So they went 8-2 on the season, 7-0 in the conference, and then eventually lost in the conference championship. My FCS team, Western Carolina, went 4-7, four 4-4 and seven, four and four on the conference and finished fourth in the entire Southern Conference, and four of their wins came in the last four games of the season. So hopefully moving into next season, they carry some of that momentum with them 
and my alma mater ends up not being a losing school anymore. But what's the possibility? Is that happening? Slim to none is your answer. Bowling Green, my team out of the MAC and out of the group of five, went 4-8 and eight on the season, 2-6 and six in the conference, and finished third in the MAC East division. Don't really have high expectations for Bowling Green. Um, Minnesota, nine and four on the season, six and three in the conference, second in the Big Ten West. I do have high expectations for Minnesota because I expect them to be competitive every year. They ended up beating West Virginia in the guaranteed rate bowl. Uh, again, like guaranteed rate. Back to my bowl conversation. Like I, I don't care about guaranteed rate. I'm not going to go check them out and. I doubt anyone from Minnesota or West Virginia is going to be like, oh, they sponsored the bowl game, so, so we're going to go use their product. But I don't know. I'm just speaking. <laughs> yes. Arkansas had a, one of their best seasons. I think the best season since 2016, as mentioned last week. They went 9-4, and 4-4 four, four and four in the SEC uh, finished third in the SEC West Division, beat Penn State in the Outback Bowl. And this upcoming season, they will play TK's team, LSU, on November 12th. So we will be paying attention to that game. Very fun stuff. Moving on to the Pac-12 and Sydney. I know this is going to make you cringe to hear. Maybe not. But the University of Southern California just finished their season with a astounding 4-8 and record. 3-6 and in the Pac-12. And finished 4th in the Pac-12 South Division. Lincoln Riley is now there, so we will see what he can actually do or if it was just the program that he was in that made him so good, which I'm thinking is the the more likely of the two because this was his first year where all of the recruits were his. And so I think I think Oklahoma set him up for success. You know, any he's and this is my own take. I think Lincoln Riley will always be as good as his team is. He will not, you know, he's not going to be able to develop those players into like these super mega stars, but he's just going to be as good as his team is. So obviously he's getting all these recruits, but it's going to be his recruiting that wins him wins him championships, if any championships. It's not going to be his coaching. It's going to be his recruiting. Um. So that's my take on it. I could just be mad at the whole situation, but honestly, I think it works out better for Oklahoma because we actually have someone there that actually cares about the team. So moving on to my home team, the UNC Tar Heels, who finished six and seven in the ACC division. Or yeah, they went six and seven on the season, three and five in the ACC, and fifth in the ACC Coastal Division. Kind of a letdown this year, and now the same towel gone. Sam Howe is gone. I think next season's up in limbo. They do have uh, Drake May coming in as quarterback, and he's supposed to be really good. And so hopefully he performs to the expectations that we all expect him to. Um, supposed to be a super freak athlete uh, and just good at college football. I think he'll be a good college football quarterback. Uh, notable game next season against NC State. That date is to be announced. TK – one of TK's teams is NC State, and so we will be following that one as well. And then finally, moving on to the Big 12, we have Oklahoma, who went 11-2 and on the season, 7-2 and in the Big 12, and finished third in the Big 12. They beat Oregon in the Alamo Bowl, as we covered last week. Uh, 
And in 2022, they will play TK's Baylor team on November 5th. And this is the only school that I have a little bit of news coming out of. Excuse me. I know I am. Um, Caleb Williams has entered the transfer portal. Sydney, can I get your comments on that real quick? I want to know what you think. What do you think about Caleb Williams going into the transfer portal? My whole thing is if somebody doesn't want to stay somewhere, don't let them. Like, if you don't want to be there, then leave. Obviously. That, that's what that girl in the bathroom did tonight. Right? But it's like, why would we want him if he doesn't want us? Okay, well, that's how Oklahoma fans feel. That is a, that is a, that is a, uh, what is it, a primary source? Because you're an Oklahoma fan, that's a primary source. Of an Oklahoma fan, too. Yes. That's not how everybody else feels. Well, primary source, you know, so I'm going with it. Yep. So, those are all my teams and kind of how their season's turned out to be. Uh, I will move on from college football because, again, I'm just kind of going through this. Uh, I will do an ad read. Keaton Long snapping. So, TK is obviously – he's he's very busy right now and unable to be here between him getting his new job uh, down in Rutherford County and him beginning his Keaton Long Snapping business. Keaton Long Snapping is the one-stop place to – Fine-tune your long snapping skills. Uh, we mentioned last week, you know, long snapping is one of the positions that's so overlooked but is so important to the game of football because without long snappers getting the ball to to their holders and their punters accurately, you know, their own long snappers are remembered by the mistakes that they make. But it's a good th- it's a good thing if you don't know who your team's long snapper is because that means they're doing their job. And so, you know, Keaton Long Snapping will will fine-tune those skills, and they are really honing in on working with high school athletes, especially incoming freshmen, sophomores, and kind of following their careers. But they will also work with anybody that just needs to fine-tune their long snapping skills. Uh, TK, personal friend of mine, I followed his career, and – he was all conference in the Southern Atlantic conference and was named all American by, I don't remember what the source was, but he was named an all American. So go get your long snapping training from Keaton long snapping. You can visit. Okay. Listen slash Keaton long snapping to keep up with all of your updates. You can follow them on Instagram and Twitter and more events will be coming up in the near future. He currently does not have any planned right now, but one is coming soon. Um, but yeah, Keaton Long snapping. I think it would be a little bit of a crime if I went through this entire podcast and and TK wanted to touch up on this, but it, you know by next week it, this is all going to die down. Uh, but I, I want to sit here and talk about Antonio Brown, um, and obviously we know what he did uh, against the Jets. Uh, y'all know who he is. Y'all know what he did. Um, but one thing that I kind of want to touch up on with Antonio Brown is obviously there's something wrong with Antonio Brown. Um, And some people are pointing at CTE. Obviously I'm not a doctor. I know a little bit about CTE um, just because, you know, you have to be made aware of it whenever you go to play football. Um, 
and someone made the tweet. Uh, Chris Rowe, C Rowe seven three three seven on Twitter said, "Check the difference in his behavior since the Vontae's birth." I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, um, but check out the difference in his behavior since his blow to the head in the playoffs a few years ago. He hasn't been the same person since. Will more than likely be another CTE example. And honestly, I think this is. There, there's really kind of two lines of thinking here. Either one, there is something mentally wrong with him, or two, he's really just that much of a jerk. Um, I, I don't know anyone that would just run off of a field like that, even just being a jerk. The NFL has had its handful of jerks, but that is – I think what we saw was a was some form of a breakdown. And, you know, since, since this – game on January 9th, 2016 against the Bengals in the wild card game. Um, Antonio Brown just has a rap sheet that isn't good. You know, in December of 2018, he was deactivated uh, for the Steelers week 17 game after reportedly throwing a ball at a teammate in practice. Um, He was traded by the Steelers to the Raiders for third and fifth round picks in March of 2019. And then of course, we all know the fiasco in August of 2019 whenever he missed the training camp and was eventually released. Um, then he signed with the Patriots, and all seemed to go well. But then he was released by the Patriots, and, you know, he just has a, he has such a long rap sheet. And, you know, he's been violating COVID protocols, and, and you know, he re-signed with the Bucks, and all seemed to be going well with him after winning a Super Bowl because uh, he is an asset to a team. But obviously, I think this was some level of a breakdown. And I guess only time will tell what is actually going on. And moving on from Antonio Brown. Oh, God. I don't even want to talk about it. Well, actually, no, I do. Because I'm actually happy about it. For once in my life, I'm happy with the Chicago Bears organization. Matt Nagy is unofficially, officially out of Chicago. Thank God Sydney does not have to deal with my crying every night. Right. Right. So after this week, um, it all the signs are pointing that Matt Nagy is, is going to be gone. There's no word on whether Ryan Pace, the general manager, is going to be gone, but all the signs are pointing that Matt Nagy, at the very least, is going to be out of Chicago. Moving on and seeing past this, it is looking like a top candidate for this position is Jim Harbaugh. Uh and if you look at his rap sheet, he's never had a losing record anywhere that he went. And so if we do sign Jim Harbaugh, I'm excited to see what he can do. He had a successful NFL career, has had a successful college career. Um, and so if he is hired as the next head coach, I'm going to be excited for it. But at the same time, I want to be skeptical because I'm a Bears fan. That's just what we do. And finally, uh, to kind of end this segment, our fantasy football season ended, and I came in sixth, even though I thought my team was stacked. Um, we had one dude come in later in the season and took over a team because a few few dudes left, and we had to hire some – or not really hire, but we had to recruit some more managers to come in. And one of the guys that we had come in actually came in as a sixth seed and ended up winning the whole thing. Uh, in the semifinals, he won by less than a point thanks to the Dolphins scoring 25 points in a single fantasy game. So, Mr. Austin Keith Grant-Williams, congratulations on your win. Uh, He has already secured his spot. 
for the season. I have secured mine, and once the season has ended, everything will be pending. and We will see and who all comes back, and if there's any positions open, we will begin advertising that. So stay tuned if you are interested in taking over a Dynasty League. Other than that, uh, that's really all I have. Uh, we are going to transition into a next little segment. It's about 12 minutes long that Sydney and I did after watching The Bachelor, since technically it is somewhat of a sport. But uh, yeah. Okay. So, it's a little bit of a different segment here coming up towards the end of the podcast. I'm putting this at the end of the podcast so that people that don't want to listen to Bachelor Talk don't have to listen to Bachelor Talk. But can you consider Bachelor and Bachelorette like a sport? Because it's like a tournament. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a tournament. Am I wrong? Yes. Like, they get eliminated, they go home. Tournament of the women. Exactly. Like, how many women go home in one night? Like, three. That's it? Maybe four. It doesn't seem like that many. Yeah, and then whenever you get up to, like, the top, like, the further you get up, the less women go home. Oh. So, like, like whenever there's four people left, only one goes home. I'm looking it up. Okay. How many women go home the first The first night. night I think it's, like, night six. of The Bachelor. That's six. Not seriously, can we... I got burp, but it's like, it's not coming. <laughs> okay, then. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so eight women went home. Okay. Okay. Including, is that Yes, that includes. The one that he sent home and then the one that went home? Yes. So mm-hmm. six normally go home then. No, eight normally go home. Because oh. there's 22 roses at the end of night one. So... But yeah, let's... Okay, so episode one was crazy. Obviously, we get homegirl that walks in before the things even started. She's like, I was supposed to get married today, but I just... I just cut it. And it's like I told you in the middle of it. It's like, imagine you're sitting in your apartment. You're single at this moment. Okay? Heck yeah, I'm living the You've been scrolling through Tinder or whatever. And... (laughs) Some girl, or sorry, for you, would be like some dude that you haven't even, like, swiped right on yet. You don't even know that they exist. No, you swiped right on them, and then you plan a date, and then they call you, and they're like, I'm sorry, I don't know if I can come. Yeah, and they're just breaking down. I was down. supposed to go on another date today. Yeah, like, that's so dramatic. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like I mean, it's, it's, like, it's just like, come. yeah, like, don't come. You don't have to make that, a scene. If you're that hung up on your ex and you shouldn't have applied to be in The Bachelor. That's what I'm saying. To begin like, with. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And here's another thing that I wonder, too. How long was she on the TV screen for? How much time did she take up? Like, three to five minutes? Like, I'd say, like, ten minutes because then they talked about her. Okay, like, oh, yeah. Like, I'd say, like, seven. Okay. So, seven minutes during episode one of The Bachelor. Bachelor is obviously one of the... the how much of a PR stunt was it? See, okay, that's what I'm getting at. Like, seven minutes on The Bachelor. Okay. Yeah. Where does she work? Now, imagine everyone after watching that is going to be talking about it. And mm-hmm. so, 
Imagine you know where she's work. Where are you going to go do business? You're going to go do business with her because she was on The Bachelor no, and pulled that I little think, stunt. I think that it was a PR stunt on that nation. Oh, so you mean it was just like they purposely put that in there just to be dramatic? They'd be doing that. Mm. That's proven. Yeah. But my thing is like, okay, imagine you put a commercial in there for the amount of time that that girl took up. How much would someone be paying for that crap? The answer is a lot. A lot. They'd be paying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's that little burp. Excuse you. And then, of course, we get homegirls like, oh my god, I hate him. Literally, I hate running him. around the house saying, I hate him. And then he asks her, I've been hearing that you say. And she completely denies it. She's like, no, she's I, like, I, I, I never hate, said that. I don't hate anybody. That's ridiculous. She was drunk. Oh, no doubt. That she just came there for the alcohol. I mean,. Wouldn't you though? <laughs> but and then and then we gotta talk about Teddy, who got she was naked. No, that was the doctor. The doctor. No, was but naked. Teddy was the one with the see-through dress, and all it covered was her vajayjay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Clayton were officially giving you the bonk. Um, the bonk. We know it was not the right head thinking whenever you gave that. <laughs> 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 that was my joke first. Um, you suck. <laughs> but uh, do you have any early predictions? I think that Genevieve. Gen- Gen- Genevieve. That one. Mm-hmm. I think she's gonna go far. I think that. I don't know. I think Teddy will go far. Teddy will go far just think- just because he's. Thinking with the wrong head. Yeah. Teddy will go far. I and then lingerie girl, if we're using the same logic. Lingerie. D- foul. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with me so that I can at the very least prepare for it. <laughs> no, no, don't waft it over here. Don't. Okay. <laughs> Ugh, that's terrible. Gross. Still not as bad as you. Ugh. Okay, yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> okay, obviously, I know. I was in the middle of pooping. What do you expect? It's so bad. It was like hot because of steam from the shower. It was like you were Oh, hot. yeah, it was a mix of like my hot butt in the shower just collided and just made this so ratchet okay, stench. So off topic. Anyways, but I think Jenna VVV, she'll either go home. <laughs> Genevieve. It's a weird name. Hold on. There was there was another word that I can't say either that I said last week. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I know what you're Oh, what was about. it? <laughs> Controversial. Con- yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt to say it because I'm a stutter. Genevieve. Genevieve. <laughs> no, it's just Genevieve. Genevieve. <laughs> yes. Genevieve. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. And then controversial. 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 Con- yeah. That's it? Yeah. Controversial. Okay, we're gonna... I'm gonna continue saying this until I get it right on the podcast. <laughs> so, I don't okay, know. Okay, we're way off topic. Completely off topic. But, I mean, was there anything else that you really had to take away from this episode? I mean, I'm I'm excited. Not excited. I'm ready to see who the next villain is gonna be. Yeah, no, because all of them seem so sweet. Because it's like, you got... The one girl who was, like, the very obvious, like, coming in there to mess crap up. Yeah. Like, she's she's gone. Yeah. So, that's obvious. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we saw the previews. Obviously, there's two girls that are going at it. But 
what season of The Bachelor is it not like that. Right. So I'm, I'm ready to see though the context. Oh yeah, for sure. Behind all for the sure. Yeah. The context behind all the tears is oh, gonna be Oh, he doesn't love me after knowing me for two whole days. Oh wait, can mm. we can we mention the fact of how he was hurt because what's her face left at the beginning? Oh yeah, he was just like oh, And they I'm, had talked for so maybe hurt. Five it's like minutes. it's like if you had swiped right on me on Tinder and then we're just like I'm sorry, but like no. Yeah. This I I love someone else. I'd be like, okay, who cool. are who are you? Like, yeah, like, exactly. like what's the point? What's the point of this? Like, why yeah. are you here? So I In other news, I got to call you my fiance today. Why? It's my roommate. Oh. It was weird. Oh. It was weird. Did I mention when did we it wasn't last Friday, it was the last Friday. We went to the hotel and the lady harassed you. And you oh said yeah, yeah, that. yeah. So over New Year's, yeah, I, I finally pulled the fiance card, and I, I went downstairs to take Memphis out, and this lady is like, "Hey, you look really good in those pants," or something. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what she said, but she made some like sly comment, and I was like, "Thanks, my fiance bought them for me." And his mom. Bought yeah, and really, my mom bought them, but it was nice. It's nice being able to use the fiance card, right. you know, because I'm just such a catch. And women are. are literally tripping over their feet to get to me. And absolutely. I can just be like, fiance. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. I'm just glad I'm not going to get hit on anymore on campus. Like, God, that was getting annoying. I'll hit on you if you keep acting up. That's fine. Put you in your place. As my mama would say, Dawson, that's abuse. <laughs> that's abuse. <laughs> I promise, not abusing Sydney. I'm just putting her in her place. If he did, my mother would have killed him. <laughs> By now, I'd be dead. Huh. Yeah. 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 But uh was that was that it for the bachelor? Was it I mean, were there any other takeaways from it? No. Wasn't wasn't the Oh, the the old lady. That one was Oh kinda, yeah, the that old was lady. Such a catfish. Yeah, I know. They really played it up like some old lady was gonna be a part she of it. She was like sixty something years old too. Honestly. She was like sixty three. Mm. And she I'd, goes I would on love there, to see like an old person bachelor. Like Right, like get old a young men. man. No, no, get a young man and then a bunch of old ladies. Ew, that's gross. Cougar and their cubs. Yeah. Or a cub and the cougars. That, that's no, then. No, yeah. Thank you. Yep. No, thank you. I'd love to see that, it. I'd pay to see it. Why would you want to pay per view? $50 per episode. Old 10 wrinkly. episodes. It's just like this. It's, 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 it's like. Hey, Sydney. English. It's like if you look at like young girls with old men, like wrinkly. You want the old wrinkly? Like. As a person who saw the old wrinkly man who pulled up naked in the McDonald's drive-thru while uh, she was working yeah, at 5 yeah, o'clock yeah. in the morning. I guess there's that. It's just like, why would, why would you willingly wake up to that every morning if yeah. you're not old as well? Yeah, exactly. But money. Oh, absolutely. If you found yourself an old sugar daddy, I'd be like, okay, go ahead, send send pictures of your feet. That's right? fine. Exactly. Yeah. I would willingly send I'd be pictures like, of my feet for like $100 if you a don't week. Do, if you don't do that, like, you're yeah. stupid. Yeah. Send pictures absolutely. of your feet. Absolutely. Go get that bag, honey boo boo. Yes. 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 Yep. Just, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's all I have on The Bachelor. Yep. Me so, too. okay. Well, this has been episode nine. I thought it was episode 10 last week, but no, it's actually episode nine. This but, is uh, episode nine? This is episode nine that we're recording right now. So that was episode eight. 
that you recorded last week. Yes, exactly. And I was hyping up like this was going to be episode 10. Hopefully, TK will be back next week. I'm not sure on the status of that. TK, you know, as mentioned before, had a lot of has a lot of big life events going on right go now. TK. Yeah, go TK. Very proud of him for what he's doing. And uh, we will be following his career with great interest. Yes. Uh, but this has been the Little Aussie Podcast, Episode 9, presented by OK Listen Here Sport Media and Keaton Long Snapping. And Sydney Mundell. <laughs> Do you have a product to offer? My brain. Your feet pictures. My brain. That too. My smarts. Yes. Because I'm amazing. I can attest to that. That's why I put a ring on your finger. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. But this has been episode nine. If you are if you have made it to this point, God bless your soul. Right? Thank you and good night. <laughs>